The minute that you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, pretty much everything that you have to say ceases to be taken seriously. The red pill is just about kind of shaking up your perception of the way that things really And on the understanding that what you've been told your entire life is a consciously constructed lie. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. The idea of Project Bluebeam is that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via technology simulating the second coming of Christ. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Hawkeye Media presents... Conspiracy with PJ and Abby. And that's the thing about conspiracy theories is like it's sometimes they're not going to be true. And it's okay. There's literally nothing wrong with asking the questions and pulling on the threads and doing the research. Right. It is what it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another. Monday night revelation stream with me, your host, PJ Williams. And I guess Abby Libby's here with us as well for, yeah. for reasons. How's for it reasons. going, Abby? I'm great, PJ. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Um, this has been fun. I know we're been a little bit inconsistent, but we try to give you guys some warning. We're going to do these. Um, and we are now on part four of the book of Revelation. We're starting at chapter 12 the woman and the dragon. And if you guys are new to this or going, what, what is this? What's going on? Um, you know, we, I feel like we get talk. you know, we get talking about like who could be the antichrist and all these different things that are related to conspiracy. And we're just like, I think we want to understand revelation better. So we decided that we we're going to take some time, read through it. And we're doing this first read through with just me and Abby, um, just going through and trying to piece it together so this isn't like a, a sermon we're not like telling you this is everything that it means but we just want to know what's in it and read it out loud with you guys and hear what you guys are saying in chat and try to understand it better ourselves so that's kind of what we're doing and um yeah do you have anything to add to that abby no we're probably wrong about some stuff we're gonna say probably <laughs> probably and it's okay yeah yeah, I yep. think that's the thing is you have to to ask the questions in order to find the answers. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people avoid revelation. A lot of Christians avoid revelation specifically mm -hmm. because they're like, well, I don't have the answer. So I'm going to go with the, um, I don't know, like I'll, I'll just go with the left behind version and go like, I saw it in a movie. So that's safe to say that that's exactly how things are going to be. And then some people get really um, <laughs> militant about, about yeah. it. But yeah, no, I just, I think that we have to read it and obviously reference it and study it and try to understand it. And I think, you know, as we've been reading through it, we've seen, oh, man, so many links back to other parts of the Bible that I think are helping it make sense. Parts of Ezekiel, Matthew 24, Isaiah, um, a few other things. So uh, in the future, I'd like to go through some of those as well and try to, to, to understand it more and more and more. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I want to do so much. Oh, sorry, oh, I'm trying to get the chat. I'm trying to get the chats to where I can yeah, see. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is the weird. chat not working on restream for you either? Oh, 
I just don't think anyone's watching on YouTube, which honestly, who which cares? is awesome. If you guys are just on Rumble and Odyssey, that's great. Yeah. By the way, congratulations, you guys who have followed us over to Rumble and left YouTube behind. Uh, we have now surpassed our YouTube subscribers on Rumble. We already passed like the numbers a long time ago as far mm-hmm. as like everybody was going to Rumble instead of YouTube. But now mm. we actually have more subscribers on Rumble than YouTube. Uh, it's growing way faster. Uh, so that's just to me. I think it's awesome because it's not just it's not just um, confirmation that we were doing the right thing, which is what we we thought, which, you know, as far as like supporting free speech and getting away from these platforms, just want to steal your money and mm-hmm. push propaganda on you and things like that. But I think it's just uh I don't know, I just think it's awesome. I think this is what it, people have to do in order to make these platforms grow platforms that have been um, really helpful in what we're doing. And I got to say the new app for rumble is awesome. They've really made, I don't know if you looked at it, the update for Android or whatever, but they I made some I changes updated it yet. You haven't I updated it this morning and I was like, okay. oh, wow, this is a lot better. And I've been hearing from people that now you can live chat on rumble from your phone, which before was the big issue. You had to be mm. on a browser and I think it's working now. So that would be um, awesome. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm. He- I think I might try to reload the page and see if what's going on with the uh, restream, but I think it might like make me cut out. So I don't, don't know. worry about it. I don't think there's anybody. Like I don't see any chats over on. Okay. Let me. If, yeah. Let me just chat. Yes. Well, why don't you check that really quick, and then I just want to say, or do you want to pray for us before we get going? Or oh yeah, look, it's working. Yeah. It's not working for me. So, okay. Oh, okay. It's all good. See uh, what I'm saying? Well, maybe. I don't know. I'll try that later. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> maybe you should just pull up the chat overlay if the chat start coming in because it's not letting me see it. But okay. Is I what will. it is. I can. I can definitely do that. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day and for PJ and for your word and for everybody who's going to listen tonight or whenever they listen. Um, I pray that you just give us discernment and ears to hear. I think that's what. Um, the way you put it is that he who has an ear, let him hear what you're going to say. And I just pray we'd have a good time because I always have a good time reading your word and trying to learn more about you and how you operate. And um, yeah, amen. Amen. I want to say too, I noticed that these have been doing really well on the um, audio only platforms. You guys listen to iTunes or Google podcast or anything like that. Um, but this is just another reminder that this show, like specifically these more than any other show that we do is really meant for a live. Yeah, see, I can see it there. Not over. Here. It's meant for a live audience. So if you guys come over and follow us on uh, t.me slash Hawkhound media, you can find out when we're going live. We also have a discord, which we always forget to to rep. And I yes. totally <laughs> forgot. So if you guys are fans of discord, we had we've had one for like two months and we keep forgetting on every single show to tell it. people about it. And some people have found it anyway, um, <laughs> but you can go to conspiracypill.com. There's a link there for for the discord. Maybe Abby will drop in the chat for you guys live maybe. tonight. I'll think maybe, about it. maybe we'll see. So, but uh, what I would. Oh, yeah. I remember the last thing I want to say before we get into this is for these streams specifically. We're not leaving YouTube just because we want when we're doing things like this. We're just reading the word and trying to to get it out like that. To me, that's not the time to make the political statements. That's the time to try to get as many people the the word out to as many years as possible. So um, for very few streams like this, and sometimes we do the gaming streams and stuff like that, um, it's really a lot more about the community. And I think that for those reasons alone, um, we're not making money on YouTube. We're demonetized, but we want to just be in front of as many people as possible and have the word get out to as many people as possible. So this one will just stay on YouTube. If you guys want to be there, please, though, support us on Rumble is a big thing that helps us out. 
Uh, and let's let's get into it before I keep yeah. filibustering. So we are on chapter twelve of Revelation. Imagine filibustering Revelation. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to get political. Did you see Fetterman's filibuster for? <laughs> He filibustered for seven hours just trying to say his name <laughs> say hi. or say hello or something. Say good evening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the Babylon yeah. Bee. Uh, um, oh, that's the <laughs> other thing I think I was going to say is that so many Christians will pick something out of Revelation and like stress about it a lot, like the Mark of the Beast or the Antichrist or something like that, but they won't actually read the Bible to get the timeline. And so they'll worry about things that like they don't have to worry about for and because they're like in the middle. You know? Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the one I've seen going around. It's like the Euphrates River's driving drying up. And I'm like, that's like the back twenty five percent. You guys, stop. <laughs> We're not. I, I do think yet. it's interesting to point out, just like, hey, if this keeps going, it it would make sense that Revelation, you know, that that mm-hmm. the end times are coming because the yeah. Euphrates River is already drying up. But yeah, I agree. I think too, like, um, this is the thing that we wanted to do too. Is like. There's times where people get really stuck on the verse says this one thing and therefore everything else. And it's like, but what does it say? What does the whole context say? Where does it come in at? And like we've recently with Matthew 24, we were talking about the one about the generation. Maybe we'll get into that later. But um, I think it's important to understand it in context. As soon as you understand things in context, you're like, wow, this one verse has really been it's carrying a lot of water that it doesn't need to carry because it has yeah. chapters around it and a Bible around it and references yeah. around it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> anyway, let's get okay. in with okay. uh, verse yeah. or chapter 12. Chapter 12. Chapter 12. Okay. Um, the woman and the dragon. That is not the Bible. That's just a human made subtitle. Um, and a, okay, it's a great this is subtitle more. though. <laughs> um, this is after the seventh trumpet. So that's where we left off, right? And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns and on his heads, seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Right. So this is where, this is another one of those times in the in revelation we saw it with the seven trumps, trumpets and things like that where it starts actually giving the days which is i think how people get to the the seven year stuff is they look mm-hmm. at these specific sections of days so 1260 days mm-hmm. is three and a half years right mm-hmm. am i right on that um let me look it up i'm so I'm bad at it <laughs> i need to math <laughs> 36 days, t- times years. yeah yeah that's three and a half years Yeah. Okay. So So I noticed that the the son, that would be the Messiah, the the coming of Jesus again with the iron scepter and things like that. And some people, most people, I think, believe that the woman is a representation of of Israel. But what's your thoughts? It's so, this part is so confusing to me because we're like smack in the middle of Revelation and all of a sudden there's this, 
symbolism that that feels a lot like the birth of Christ as far as like the dragon waiting for her to give birth it, it's all very strange and i don't i don't get it at all i think that that's one of the the things about revelation that makes this difficult and i've got i actually have this and i kind of want to use it for reference sometimes but it's like a chart of like the the it's trying to, and I know there's disagreements on, but like a chart trying to piece together, like where things take place on this timeline and stuff like that, because revelation is not always in order. Like so far we've seen it's essentially in order. We had the four horsemen of the apocalypse coming. Then we had the seven uh, seals, then the seven bowls, the seven trumpets. Um, and there's even debate on whether that's all in order. If they're happening sometimes simultaneously, but it seems to be saying at least to me, and I could be wrong on this, seems to saying God did these things. Then there's this thing in heaven where they pause and they're like, all right, let's do the next one. Then do the next seven things. And then this, this is like not the next thing that happens. I don't think, I think this is kind of taking a step back. Mm-hmm. And for me, I wonder if like when you read Genesis, this has always been a big pet peeve of mine with Genesis. I've told you about this where there's this theory amongst deconstructionists that go, that goes, well, Genesis couldn't have been written by one person because it says God created the earth in seven days and it gives these steps. And then after that, it says he created Adam and then Eve. And it's like, those are two different stories. I'm like, this is so stupid <laughs> because like there's it, it's narratively makes sense to do an, a big, like overview. wide overview. And then be like, now let's focus in on Adam on day six instead of it being yeah. like, well, these are two different stories that were just jammed together. Like I can think of a lot of books and movies and things like that that do wide overview, mm-hmm. zoom in on the human element. Mm-hmm. So like this to me, I'm thinking is, is something similar where it's like, here's what's going on so far. And then let's take a, this, this is more not, it's not the next thing, but it's, uh, it's important of what's going on. I don't know if it's like overall I think we have or throughout to, or we have to keep reading for me to, to yeah, really make it. Let's finish this chapter. It. Cause I, I'm starting to have a theory about it, but yeah. Okay. So she, uh, fled to the wilderness where she's to be nourished for 1,260 days. Yes. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and half a time. So that's three and a half years. Yeah, it is. But I want to double check really quick. So that's verse 12 or chapter 12, verse 14. 14. I just want to see if there's like a translation of what like time times and half a time is that is that another way of saying something else? I think that it's just repeating 1,260 days. 
Yes. No, it is what I thought it is. It's a way of saying one year plus two years plus a half a year. Mm-hmm. So that would have been understood in the original language. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that they like translate it that way instead of translating it to like. Yeah. I, I sometimes get frustrated with that in translations where it's like you're tr- you're translating into English, but people in, that speak English don't say time times and half a time. Mm-hmm. And understand that means a year plus two years plus half a year. It takes away understanding when it does. Like yeah. I'm, I, you know, there's other context here to understand that's three and a half years. But I mean, if that's like a, you know, well, this would have been Greek. So if that was like a Greek euphemism for two, three and a half years, it's like when you read Abraham Lincoln's right. speech and it says four score and seven years ago, you have to understand a score is twenty years. Yeah. So it's 87 years ago. Yeah, somebody has to tell you like you could just, yeah, but you could have just translated it to 87 years. I, mm. I, I guess what I'm saying is like it would, it would have easily been understood that meant three and a half years. I just thought, I don't know. I find those things interesting. It's not that important. We knew what it was. <laughs> um, the serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her, her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. All right. So, so, so what's your almost, thoughts so far? It almost feels like a flashback to the very, very beginning. That's what I'm wondering too. Is this a flashback? Is this like, like I said, is this pulling back from the story and going like, by the way, before we get into the next part, you have to understand there was a war in heaven at the beginning and Satan was thrown down and Jesus came through the woman, the Virgin Mary, Israel, whatever you want to say. And like, is it saying that or is this talking about like a rebirth type thing? I need to look one thing up. Um so while you're looking that up, I'm just going to read some of the notes that I have here. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on. So apparently um, verse 12, 16 is a reference to something that happens in numbers. So 16 says, but the earth came to help uh, to the help of the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from its mouth. And this says that that would be a reference to Numbers 1630. Okay. I'm curious. I always like when there's like a, by the way, this is something that people who know their Bible better than you would have understood. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to, it's after the whole situation with Korah, Dathan, and Abiram where where God swallowed, like they they sinned against the whole community and he swallowed, the earth opened up and swallowed them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Moses said, hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works and that it has not been of my own accord. If these men die as all men die, or if they are visited by the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates something new and the ground opens, opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into Sheol, then you shall know that these men have despised the Lord. Right. That's numbers 16, whatever through 33. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then it, and then it happens. And as soon as he finished speaking, all these words of ground under them split apart. 
And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the people who belonged to Korah and all their goods. So it's a reference right. to it. Okay. And then the one I looked up was another instance of a woman having a child and then running to the wilderness and being protected by God. So Abraham and Sarah in Genesis 16 had been promised a son and it hadn't happened yet. And so they were like, well, maybe God meant for like it to be a son by the maidservant <clears throat> instead of right. Sarah. So Abraham slept with her and got her pregnant. And then um, basically she got, Sarah got jealous after she, um, let's see. But Abraham said to Sarah, behold, your servant is in your power due to her as you please. And Sarah dealt harshly with her and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord, which would be Jesus, found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I'm fleeing from my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so they cannot be numbered for multitude. Um, hang on. It was later. Let me see. What are you trying to look for? There's another moment where someone flees to the wilderness and I'm. Yeah, it's after. Okay. It's, it's after the birth of Isaac that. They go and they run into the wilderness again. And she's worried that he's going to die of thirst and God provides a well for them. Right. Yeah. I don't know if this is a reference or not. I don't get it. A reference to which part? The part where she, she runs into the wilderness away from, like she gives birth and then she flees into the wilderness to where she has a place prepared by God where she's to be nourished for 1,260 days. I don't think that's a reference to the past unless it's talking. I mean, no, that wouldn't be the wilderness either because with Jesus and they fled to to Egypt. So not, not the wilderness. I think that has more to do with, with the end time. Like, okay. So it leads me to a question that you've brought up before. Uh, and I, again, like we're doing this to ask questions, try to understand things, but you, you talked about this idea of like when Jesus came the first time, actually going back further, when Moses came, the Pharaoh, it was prophesied. The Pharaoh decides I'm going to kill all the male children. Mm -hmm. When Jesus came, Herod kills all the male children. And right now we have abortion at just absolutely rampant, like this absolute demonic and and you theorize, like, is it possible that Jesus is coming back into the world the same way as he did the first time and we're missing it? And that's why abortion is like being pushed and shoved down people's throats so hard because like Satan actually wants to kill the the Messiah, like to, to attempt to kill the Messiah again. Mm-hmm. So um, at the very least, it seems like Satan believes. That's right. Yeah. Happen. Even if it's not, it. And it could be that. And like, also like just, just beyond that. Like, I think that all of the demonic, uh, I I think these demons, these fallen angels, they, 
gain power from human blood. Like we've seen it throughout mm-hmm. all of history. You know, human sacrifice is a huge thing. Um, blood sacrifices, whatever. So <clears throat> I don't think it has to be that, but it is an interesting thought. Also, Kelsey on Rumble says, I was wondering about that too, because uh, something else we said earlier, because there's conjecture that the third of the stars that are falling are fallen angels. I think that that, I think that that's what that is too. Which that brings me back to thinking this happened in the very beginning. At least part of it seems to have, right? Like, is but this maybe, a oh, lo- is this a big overview from then till now? Maybe the mistake is not remembering that all of them are outside of time. So, what for us was the beginning? Maybe the war that happened in heaven happened hasn't happened yet. So you're saying that this all relies on wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah. Parts or something. I don't know. I'm not a doctor who fan. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. It's a little too much to not be a doctor who fan. Just saying I've seen the one episode. So but, but seriously, what if it hasn't happened yet, but when they were, but we felt the effects of it because when they were cast down it, they, they came down into the, into our past. That's an interesting thought. So what you're saying is that <laughs> that's actually really interesting though. Like it doesn't happen till the end times, the falling of the angels, but it goes, it reaches back. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, I feel like there's so much of revelation and even of understanding God and the, mm-hmm. and the, the, the heavenly council that it's like, God, God does not exist on the same time, like in time, the yeah. way that we do. It's, it's crazy because it's always weird how we kind of know there was a fall, but it's not described in Genesis and we do get a fall described, but it's described in revelation and it looks like the end is the beginning and it always has been. That's so interesting too, because there's like other parts people have referenced, like with uh, Satan going before God with Uh Job and things like that. That it makes you wonder like, is it just so, is this book like so weird and like metaphorical and dreamy and weird because it's like, look, you guys exist in one plane of time and Uh we don't. So like, I don't know, like this is the best way that God can show people who are like on a linear timeline, how things are working. It's interesting thought. I want to study. I want to study this, this chapter alone so much more because yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I can read it again. Yeah. Let's go through it one more time. Do you want to read it? Maybe I'll, I'll read it. Yeah. yeah let's see if that it. helps if I read it. Yeah. <clears throat> you get to hear my terrible voice. All right. Ah. Let's see. I'll just read it from the screen. Set this down. Uh, the woman and the dragon and a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and her head had a crown of 12 stars, which would be like the 12 tribes of Israel, I think is the reference there. Okay. Uh, which is another reason why this is people think this, the woman represents Israel. I think. Uh, she was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and uh, and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Bold, a great red or behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns on its heads. Seven diadems. What what are diadems? Crowns. Doesn't it already say crowns? No, you're right. Okay. Seven heads, number of power, ten horns, and seven crowns. His tail swept down. Okay. Sorry. I don't know what the seven and the 10 mean, 
but it it ten horns, seven heads and ten horns. So seven beings that are all part of this one devil. Right. I think that'll come into play more in chapter okay. 13 and 14. So let's okay. put a pin in that. But yes, I do think pin in it. I'm going <clears> to write this down though. People like Rob um, Skiba have said this, these seven heads of the seven antichrist throughout time, which is another interesting thing. If you think about this as like <clears throat> a story that literally bridges all time and it, it, it is out of time mm-hmm. because like at least some people have pointed out, actually a lot of people have pointed out. They think that there's the seven antichrists and then the one, the antichrist, right? Um, going from, depending on who you ask, Nimrod, people will put Alexander the Great in there. Some people will call, you know, Hitler, all these things like these seven historical figures that fit these heads of the Antichrist, this red dragon. So um, I think that that's even more interesting to look at it that way is like this story is not really in a linear time frame. And it, this 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 story in and of itself seems to bridge from the very beginning of time till now in a lot of ways. So maybe that's what that means. We'll get, but I, it does talk more about the seven heads and, and things like that. So let's put a pin in that. Um, his tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven, cast them down to earth. Again, that sounds like Satan rebelling and bringing a third of the hosts of heaven with him. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. I don't think it's literal stars. Yeah. I don't think it's burning balls of gas is my point. Um, the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child. One is one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, but the child was caught up with God and to his throne. Okay. Again, is this really it, it, it is thinking of this spanning all time? Like Jesus did was born to earth. Satan stood there, tried to kill him. Herod tried mm-hmm. to kill the male children. He was swept up to heaven. He was taken up to heaven after the 40 days after his resurrection, right? So uh, it was 40 days, right? That he was on earth again after the resurrection, I think. Oh. Right? Anyway, so is that saying he was caught up to God into his throne? So Jesus came, was born. Satan tried to kill him with Herod. Gets taken up to heaven. He'll come back. I think that's what that's saying. Um, And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1260 days. That's the only part that's, that's weird to me. Cause like, if it just said the woman then fled into the wilderness, I would think Israel stopped being a nation for like a long time. Afterwards. Right. Uh, but the 1260 days is interesting. Um, Satan thrown down to earth. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back. I think that's again, just further proof that the, third of the stars is talking about the angels, but he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. And he was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they loved not their lives, even unto death. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and who dwells in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. So woe to the saints who were uh, willing to give up their lives for for this because 
The earth is Satan's dominion, uh, and his time is short. Uh, when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child, but the woman was given two wings, of the great eagle, so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to place to the place where she is nourished for a time and times and time and a half. Again, it's the it's the literal days here that are that are confusing to me because again, this reads like Satan tried to literally wipe out the Israelites to stop Jesus from coming back through things like the Holocaust and yeah. crusades and all these other things, right? So like that that's just how I'd read it in historical context. Um which that's flew the into the wilderness, the diaspora, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Which is going away, by the way. Like that's the interesting mm-hmm. thing. For two, almost two thousand years, the Jews fled to all over all over the world, and now we're seeing this great exodus back to Israel. Um, and it's increasing all the time. It's just not being talked about a lot. But I think it's going to increase more rapidly in the near future. I think it's just the literal days thing that get that throws me off from like believing that that's exactly what it's talking about. Read the rest of the read the rest of the chapter. Yeah, um, fly from the serpent into the wilderness to a place where she is nourished for a time and times and time and a half. The serpent poured water like a river. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, never mind. The serpent poured water out like a river, like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to help the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman that went and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring. Still reads to mm-hmm. me like that's exactly what it's about on those mm-hmm. who kept the commandments of God to hold the testimony of, uh, and on those who kept the commandments of God and to hold the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sands of the sea. I can see that interpretation, but I feel like you have to ignore certain parts of it. And that that's what's like, I don't want to do that either. So I'm trying to, yeah, I, it's one of those things where everything I think you have to throw out your definition of time except for when it says a specific time. Right. And that's, that's the thing. And that's why I I pause there for a minute. I'm like time because we're reading it as time times and time and a half is three and a half years. And I was just thinking to myself, like, is there another interpretation of what time times and time and a half could mean? But I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to understand. I think Greek better. Maybe, Maybe this is a literal woman and a literal... Okay, well, there's two things going on, right? This is a great sign that appeared in heaven. So I've heard somebody describe this as this is an astrological thing that is happening in heaven. Like seeing this play out in the stars the way that they saw... So are you saying that there could be a constellation that's there for 1260 days? It's like a sign of what this of this story or something like that? Maybe. In the same way that the Magi saw something that that they knew was saying God's going to be born or the king is going to be born, whatever it means, and that they followed it for like a year, that it was there for a long time for them. Really? Sorry, really quick. Some zero on Rumble says dead over on YouTube. Are we just not streaming to YouTube anymore? That wouldn't surprise me if that happened. So you guys are going to come to Rumble and Odyssey anyway. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, I agree. Also, there's the, the that one phrase at the end where it says that on those who keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus, that to me doesn't seem like it's talking about the Jews. And that's what somebody on Odyssey said as well. Yeah. Like, I think that we have to throw out time. Yeah. So it's happening. It's happening in the stars. So. Okay. Freddie says we're still on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. We're still on YouTube. It's happening in the stars. And so the sign maybe is showing up. Mm -hmm. After this trumpet is when the signs showing up chronologically, but this is the war in heaven that happened before everything. Again, you have to maybe throw time out a little bit with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like we've got some good ideas, but I also feel like this is another thing that I want to make sure we're doing. It's like, let's keep reading. Cause this, this is the beginning of this story. There's more about the woman and the dragon. So maybe these things will make sense to us later. Okay. So yeah. I think we're asking the questions we need to ask but I feel like maybe some of it will become more apparent as we continue to go. I want to read a few comments really quick. Do it. Uh, Kelsey said, there's a prophet I've been listening to lately that's talking about the seven heads being the seven ruling factors of society, media, government, family, financial entertainment, family, church, something like that. Um, These are the seven being controlled by money. I have a different idea. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Um, and then pronouns Reese's seven heads, uh, Asia, Europe. So the continents, I don't think so, but we'll, I'll show you later when we get to it. Why I don't think that, but what's so your thoughts? This whole dragon is the devil yes. is Satan and it's got seven different heads, right? And 10 different horns. So 10 different points of power as the horns in, in scripture are always like, 10 strongholds of power. Yes. Um, but the heads and, and the crowns seem to be people and Kings is what I've always been told or thought. But what were. if most of the pantheons have between seven and 10 major, right? So what if that's actually what it is that it's, it's the seven different aspects of the devil. It's the seven different people that are all, it could also be that, you know, Satan tries to copy everything God does and like distort it. And mm-hmm. there's a seven spirits of God that have been talked about th- yeah. in Revelation and other parts. So is this just like the seven aspects of, of Satan? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, that starts to explain a little bit more how you can have one thing called the devil, but it's always showing up as seven major right. gods throughout. <clears throat> also, pronouns re says the dragon is a water creature. I think that's also important to understand how they looked at dragons in that time. They were uh-huh. water creatures. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, it that'll make sense in 13 as we start that where it talks yeah. about the beast coming out of the sea. Okay. Yeah. Let's read it. All right. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with 10 horns and seven heads and 10 diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its heads. See, and that's that's where I was. That's where, uh, again, people like Rob Skiba have taken this to be the seven blasphemous names, the seven parts mm-hmm. of the Antichrist. So go ahead. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet was like a bear's and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it, the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. 
Okay, sorry. What? And the beast that I saw... Okay, so the beast rises out of the sea, and the dragon's already... Okay. Was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it, the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. Okay, so that's where I was getting confused. So maybe maybe you guys are right. I was getting the dragon and the beast conflated, which is easy to do. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah the dragon it's has- so hard to not do that because it talks about them back to back, both having seven heads, ten horns, and ten crowns. So like, mm. but it does just say the, the dragon is Satan. So like the seven heads, I think you're right, could represent seven aspects of him, control, So they whatever. both have ten horns and seven heads with ten diadems. But the beast has blasphemous names on its heads and, and the dragon doesn't. I do think it's interesting the idea of Satan being a pantheon and not a single creature. I don't know. It would explain a lot. It would. It really would explain a lot, honestly. Yeah. Because it, it it's like the Bible sometimes seems to reference all these different gods from the cultures that were worshiping them and name them like Baal and Asherah and Hades and Apollyon. And then, and then some, Satan seems to be like a... A singular... The devil's like a roaring lion or like seems to speak of him as a singular being. I also find it interesting having seven different heads in that way if it is like a pantheon because if you study the pantheons, it seems like there's always this battle for who's the the top of the pantheon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like in one, it's it's Zeus and then another it would be like mm-hmm. Saturn, which could be, you know, some people say the same as Dagon, same as whatever. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, sorry. Before you go, do you mind if I just read this note? Because this is a, the thing okay. that we keep coming back to. This idea of like there's kind of these three-ish main interpretations of things like that. And I just want to start with it um, and then keep going. But uh, it says, Beast coming out of the sea is first mentioned in 11.7. And according to some, the beast symbolizes the Roman Empire, the dedication of the secular authority, According to others, he is the final personal antichrist. According to still others, the beast symbolizes the anti-Christian political power that came out of the expression in the Roman Empire of John's day that continues in various ways down through the present era and that will become manifest in the political power of the final antichrist. The background seems to be Daniel's vision of the four great beasts in Daniel 7, 2 through 7. Hmm. Uh, for the interpret for for the interpreting Angel's explanation of the beast, see 17, 8 through 12. Oh, so there's an, okay. So that's later in the, in the book. There's like more interpretation of this. That'll be helpful. I wonder, okay. So you know how they, they expected Jesus to come. The Jews expected Jesus to come as a political leader. Right. And to have this political motivation. And I wonder if all of these attempts to make the Bible, to make all these seven antichrists throughout time or, um, some sort of political, socioeconomic explanation for something here is is humanizing something that is much bigger and much more spiritual. That we're we're making it so much smaller than it should be. Yeah. Joshua, unrelated, oh. but where did the concept <clears throat> of the seven deadly sins come from? Come from? I believe what that is is an aggregation of all the sins in the Bible that were talked about as leading to death. Yeah. There's not a part in the part in the Bible that says these are the seven deadly sins. 
But, right. Yeah. But I think that they are all cons- like throughout. <clears throat> those are the ones that are like this one will lead you to death. This one will lead you to death. Yeah. 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 Also, thank you for correct me. Energy. I'm so sorry. I'm bad at your name. Uh, <laughs> Energemetrist six. Uh, the dragon has seven crowns. The beast has ten crowns. Yes, I messed that up earlier when I said. Oh. Yeah. And it's a it's a distinction that I had to look back and be like, oh, you're right. Different number of crowns. Another way to tell them apart. So. That's interesting. Hmm. Tend to agree. He also says tend to agree with Abby on that, trying to humanize something that's much bigger. Yeah, Jared. I'll just call you Jared. That's much easier. Okay, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I knew it was Jared, but I didn't like some p- times people don't want me don't to use their real names. Yeah. yeah, and be docs. So uh, I always like it when you get if you guys give me permission to use your your names. If I know it, then it's yeah, then I will. So this beast comes up out of the sea and then Satan just gives him his power. Um, hang on. And to it, the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. Like just gives up all his power to this thing. I don't know if it's gives it up, but like works through. Oh, I see. Like, you know, like the way I see it is like the way that God would give, you know, the AI, you guys, (laughs) I think it could be, to be honest. Um, and works Uh, through it. Yeah. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshiped the dragon. See, For, uh, yeah. so I'm sorry. Were you saying earlier that you think that the the beast could be a political system or a political figure? Is I that what don't you're saying? Think so. I, I think that that explanation is too small. It's it's too humanizing something and making it about our politics and stuff when it's a much bigger thing. I'd be willing to think it was AI. Um, in the way that it seems like AI seems well, to be. This yeah, I mean, I think it's for, I think it's sim- making it a little too small in a way, mm-hmm. but I still think that like the way that the Jews expected Jesus to be a political figure, mm. like whatever this thing is that will be worshipped as a as God or as a God or whatever, um, being a political figure, I think actually makes a lot of sense. Okay, of like that's why it all it annoys the crap out of me when people make these really blasphemous comparisons with with politicians namely Trump I'll just say it like when people are like really blasphemous about Trump I'm like that's dangerous territory to start getting into is like oh you know Mar-a-Lago is basically what is it Jerusalem or something <laughs> the holy land and Trump's like Jesus because of this this and this and I hate those comparisons because it makes me feel like yeah I could totally see people finding a politician and turning them into God at some point um but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, let's see. Okay, so the weird, the, the the strange difference is that the dragon has seven heads and seven diadems on its heads, and then ten horns, and right. the beast has seven heads and ten horns. And 10 diadems on its horns. Instead of seven diadems on its heads, it has 10 diadems on its horns. Yeah, that's an interesting point. 
And if you're if if you're saying that the seven heads are seven minds, seven persons, however right. however that looks, and then ten horns or yeah, ten horns as in ten, ten points of power, right? Um, and then the diadems being like potentially some sort of political authority, like a king or a leader, or ruler, or right? Like the so, World Economic Forum. With like a, right. a round table of 10 people leading it kind of thing. I've, I've right. So explained. instead of having the the minds being having power, like an, a god would have power, you have the, or I'm sorry, instead of putting <clears throat> a crown on a head, you're putting it on a point of power. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jared also again said what I was thinking, but I didn't want to interrupt you earlier. The AI is the image that's given breath. We're not there yet. Yes, that's oh, what I was going right. to say. I'm like, not right. the Antichrist itself, but the image. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what I, at this point, if I had to just like, if I, if, if you told me, you know, you have to name who these things are, if they exist in the world right now, the image of the beast is, is AI. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah. Okay. So one of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed. And the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast and they worshiped the dragon. So they're not worshiping the beast. They're worshiping the dragon for he had given his authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast. Okay. So they are worshiping the beast too. And they worshiped the beast saying who is like the beast and who can fight against it. So first and foremost, they're worshiping the dragon and then they're worshiping the beast too. Yeah. This is another, this is another, um, bas- you know, like, perversion of God, which is like Jesus said, worship my father, you know, and people worship the father through Jesus, right? This is like that same thing of like, Hey, worship Satan through this, you know, antichrist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words. And it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. Again, another specific time period. Right. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slain. See, that's another timey-wimey thing, right? The lamb who was slain existed before the foundation of the world. Right. Which says in John. Yeah. Yeah. With every name written in it. Right. Who's never even lived yet. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because God exists outside of time. Also, I appreciate Jared for this one as well. The idea of the horns being Kings comes from Daniel seven 24. So I'm going to find that. We might need to read that whole passage tonight. If if it's necessary for making sense of this. But it just seems to me like that makes sense. Ten points of power with crowns on them that just to me it's kings, right? Or or rulers. Like I think yeah. it's pretty pretty obvious in and of itself, but especially if, if Daniel just tells you right. uh, that that's what it is. Well, I th- um, I wonder if that's the di- if it's the difference between the a personality ruling as a king and a government ruling. Well, I was going to say, I don't even know if it has to be a king as much as a, a country, a, a president, whatever. But right. yeah, let's let's see what it says in 24 really quick. So it says, uh, 
The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom. After them, another king will arise, different from the earlier ones. He will subdue three kings. He will speak against the Most High and oppress his holy people and try to uh, change the set times and laws. The holy people will be delivered into his hands for a time and times and time and a half. It's a repetition there. 42 months is three and a half years. So you've got 10, 10 kings, right? They will give their power to to the beast, to the Antichrist, and he will rule for three and a half years. I mean, it says it much more explicitly right here in Daniel. So, uh, yeah, it seems but it to be. seems like the beast is so much more than one person. It's one entity, but it's. Right, right. I guess what I'm saying is the, the beast is the entity, the Antichrist. So, like, this is where a lot of people get that idea of, like, the seven heads being the seven Antichrists through history. And then there's the one Antichrist, like, of the end times, right? Um yeah, I don't think that's we right. We talked about no, but we, we talked about it on our on uh, yeah Hillary Clinton and F. That's that's the Rob Skiba version of things. Basically, right. you've got Nimrod as the first Antichrist, and then um, so on and so forth. Nero, uh, I don't remember all the ones that he named. Hitler would be the the last one before the final Antichrist, is what. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um. I'll put this back on the screen. Do you know what uh, verse we were on? Uh, I'll just start in seven again. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with a sword, with a sword must he be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. So not out of the ocean, but out of the earth. It had two horns, like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of the people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate Calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. So this is the whole idea of the mark of the beast. Can I point something out here? Yeah. Um, So I find this interesting because obviously people have tried to figure out what this is going to be for a long time, which I think is kind of a moot point until like so many things happen. So like, for instance, uh, with uh, the 
the jab and the with with the COVID shots and the COVID cards, right? You couldn't. The idea was there. You couldn't buy or sell without having this this vaccination. And I'd made the joke early on, like uh, I, I had this. I used to write satire articles, and one of them was like to to make it easier, so pe- people were faking the the COVID vaccination cards. And I was like, the government's going to combat this by just tattooing it on your forehead or your hand, right? Like was the joke. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> But like some people took this very seriously as in this is the mark of the beast. And I'm like, no, it's not the mark of the beast, but, but that doesn't make it not important because to me, it's always felt like a precursor. It always felt like, Hey, if we can get people used to the idea of do this mm-hmm. thing or else don't buy and sell, like that's a stupidly dangerous place to be in the world uh, that, that people are lining up to be like, well, I need my free cheeseburger and I want to be mm-hmm. able to go to, to Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was freaky, freaky, freaky that that happened over a flu. So I, to me, like after seeing that, I'm like, yeah, there's no, no doubt in my mind that as soon as you're like, uh, you know, you, you can't go to your favorite restaurant unless you get this thing on your hand or your forehead. Like that's why I think it was a precursor in a way of like, oh, okay. We're testing how close humanity is to be able uh, to being able to, or willing to accept something like this. We're not Mm -hmm. far off but it's not the literal mark of the beast. Like you'd have to have the breath of the beast and all of these things happen beforehand. So like, I don't think we'll actually know. I think it'll be very apparent is my point. Like I know I knew some people that were so worried. They're like, I don't know. My, my mom had her vaccination card. Maybe she got the mark of the beast. It's just ridiculous. Sorry. You're ridiculous. There are so many people who are pre-trip who, who Who believe in. Yes, I know. Who are constantly worried about the mark of the beast. And I'm like, it happens. You way believe after. you're gone a long time before that. What are you? What are you doing? What are you worried about? Yeah. Do Do you remember when people were saying "Monster had the mark of the beast" in the can? So technically, it does. Um, I'm okay. Let it me let me explain. Let me explain. Yeah. It it monster on the can says "Unleash the beast" and it has the Hebrew six 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 on it. It's a very obvious reference to the mark of the beast. Right. It's not literally the mark of the beast. They're <laughs> advertising based on like Satan is cool. Yeah. So I don't think that monster in and of itself is like, you know, Satan juice, but I think that it's, <laughs> but I think that they very clearly knew what they were doing when they're like, let's make this kind of like evil is cool thing. Cause that's the way a lot of marketing works. It's just marketing to be like, PJ. Oh, this is taboo, you know? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Pablo over on Odyssey, and I should have picked this up because we've talked about this plenty. Jesus said, in the days of Antipas, I know where your throne is, Satan, Geneva, Switzerland, where Nero ruled. This is scripture. It's Yes. It's, okay, so when it says, when it says, thank you, Pablo, um, when it says, <laughs> da, 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 da. and to what the dragon gave his, his power and his throne... World economic form. I'm just saying it, yeah, it no, is right. This is, this is it, right? This is it. That's what I think. Like, it seems so obvious to me that like this, these 10 crowns, these 10 rulers, right? Will be the 10 people who rule the world economic form rule Davos, which is already being set up to be a world global government by mm-hmm. 2030. So it's not yeah. again. It's like to me, it seems like we're seeing the literal coming of these signs like it says in the Bible like okay people get so mad at this like you'll never know the day of the time yes but it does say you'll know the signs yeah and I think that's why we it's important to pay attention to this because it'll be like 
oh, well, it couldn't possibly be that because we'll never know. It's like, you'll know some of it. You'll know, you'll see it coming. You'll see the birth pains. Uh, yeah. You'll, you'll feel the things coming. It's not, pains. it's not a coincidence that Davos, Switzerland is set in the Bible. This is where Satan's throne is. And also right. Right. he'll give you its throne here in Davos, Switzerland. Yeah. 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 But the birth pains yeah. of the woman. Yes. Of, of the, of the woman. Right. I guess I just, I, I'm still trying to understand that. Yeah, yeah. Birth pain, but like the birth pains of the tribulation are the same as the birth pains of this woman. And they're both three and a half years. Yeah. Is that, is that I'm really trying to understand the rapture because to me that feels again, like a mid trib sign. I don't know. I don't know. Like three and a half years before Christ comes, you'll feel the birth pains. Well, it seems to be, I don't know. I always like in, in Exodus, there are 10 plagues. The first three Israel has to go through. And then the last seven, they are, they're there for, but they're right. Protected from right. But they're not taken out before the experiencing some of it. And it also like, even where the 144,000 come in, even where it says that, that Christ comes in, all of that seems to, it's at least after the four horsemen. Right. Yeah. So it seems to be after the four horsemen because then all of a sudden all these people appear in heaven suddenly. <laughs> and then it lines up to the timeline in Matthew 24. Yeah. If you take it that way. I love Freda's. I yeah, wonder I what the Braxton too. Hicks were. World <laughs> War II, right? A lot of people thought that was the end of the world. And that was. Which is interesting because I feel like in that time it would be easy to go, man, this really feels like the end of the world. But also. It's it's because of World War II that Israel became a nation again. Right. So it really which was. is a ne- necessity for the end times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the Braxton Hicks, right? The false birth pains. Right. So the beast is the World Economic Forum. That's what I think. So it's it's got seven heads. So seven. The beast is the world economic forum and the image yeah. of the beast is AI and digital currency. <laughs> well, first we have to get first. We got to get so the we need the second beast before we get the image, right? Right. And I'm not saying that they're if that's what it is. I'm not saying in their current state. That's what they are, but it seems to be it wouldn't right. surprise me. Let's just put it that way. Wouldn't surprise me if these dude six months ago, nobody was talking about AI. Now it's every yeah. single story every day. By the way, did you guys know this? That replica AI people are the, the woman who created replica AI, which is a, an app on your phone to have a, a dating a partner. People are, how do I put this? The, there's a, there's an app on your phone where you can text an AI that's supposed to act like a girlfriend and flirt with you. Right. And they, there was a story in the news this week about how they got rid of the sex stuff because they wanted to be taken seriously because it would just turn into people sexting AI. It was just really gross stuff, right? So in this story I'm listening to about this, they said the woman who created it created it because her husband had died and she wanted to find a way to talk to her husband. I'm telling you, AI is already being used like Ouija boards. AI is legitimately being used to communicate with the dead. And then I started looking into it a little bit and I haven't had a lot of time, but this is the thing that people are doing. They're legitimately tr- like it, there's something spiritually demonic about AI. It just yeah. seems to keep yeah. coming up over and over again. The six fingers on all the images. People are using it to reach out to dead ones. 
people are using it to replace human beings in their life in this really weird way. I've heard like mainstream people who I thought had pretty level heads being like, yeah, I mean, we should stop fighting against this. Like at some point people are just going to have robot girlfriends and we're just the people who are like, well, I'll have the iPhone four and not the iPhone six. I'm like, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's terrifying that people have given up already. And AI has been like the, been the version of AI that we're thinking of has been around for six freaking months. People are worshiping yeah. it. Institutes, colleges are setting up worship. There are professors setting up religions to 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 basically their idea is, hey, people are going to worship AI, so let's try to make it ethical. Let's try to have it be not insane. So let's set up the religion now. Let's prepare for this thing. Like th- it's yeah. all there. Yeah. There. <laughs> so the first beast is the World Economic Forum, and then the second beast comes out of the earth has two points of power two horns two horns like a lamb and it spoke like a dragon so it's imitating this lamb imagery from jesus but it's still speaking like the dragon and it's very blasphemous it has all the authority of the first in it so is that what we would think of as the antichrist then as a person the way like, cause it seems like I, I'm still trying to get the whole, I, I appreciate left behind series cause they were very good, but I, it's so hard for me as a Christian who grew up that way to not like think in the terms of like that movie and book. Mm-hmm. So like, to me that feels like the world economic forum became, gave its power to a person, a single person who's, who's a, a Messiah like figure trying to be a lamb with two horns which yeah, I find I interesting because in, in Revelation, it talks about Jesus being the slain lamb with seven horns, which seven is a, a number of power, I guess. So, but I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. It, I'm just wondering where, where the part where it says there is an antichrist is. Right. And that's what I'm trying to understand too. <laughs> that's all I'm I like, said. I'm trying to not filter this all through this. This is a huge thing that we're trying to do, not just with our revelation studies, but with our entire podcast uh, is everything we're trying to do is filter out 2000 years of people putting their own interpretations and their own uh, ideas on what the Bible really says. Like there are, there are times when you have 2000 years of wisdom and you don't want to throw that out. And then there are times where you have, and we're not. Um, and then you have 2,000 years of people being confused about the same verses and wanting to not be confused. And so adding layer after layer of confusion and dogma to them. Yes. And I feel like that's what's happened with this. Where we have, we don't have solid doctrines on this and we never have. We just have 2,000 years of confusion. And and on beyond that, we have 2,000 years of, of um, historical fiction and things like that too. Mm-hmm. And some of that historical fiction is fantastic works. I, I think Paradise Lost is one of the greatest poems ever written. But I was having this conversation with my sister yesterday, Elise, who does the Quirks of Creation podcast. And I was like telling her all these things that I've been finding in the Bible and through my studies. And I'm like this, if I said this in church, I would be looked at as a heretic. It's in the Bible. It's very clearly in the Bible. Uh, Here's what backs it up. Here's what the early church fathers thought. Here's all these things that tell me that I'm right. If I said in church, I'd be a blasphemous person. But if I quoted paradise lost and that idea of heaven and hell, that would be accepted. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. That we've gotten to the point where we rely on Milton more than we rely on the actual Bible. 
and I, I, not di- knocking Milton or that book, but it's that that's the kind of things I want to clear away from from our understanding. And, and again, like I think the the Left Behind series was cool, but like that shouldn't be how we read Revelation. Is like how does this fit in the movie timeline? You know. Anyway. Yeah, it. The concept of an antichrist, I think, is another humanization of something that's so much bigger. Um, that we want it to be one single human person that we're up against, and we're not. We're up against the entirety of Satan and everything that he is, whatever that means, and whatever nefariousness he's building. Right. And it seems like he's kind of copy pasting himself. I, by the way, I don't think that um, Abby was saying that the Antichrist is not mentioned. The Bible see caveat ties. She's just trying to say, does it say here in Revelation that this thing is the Antichrist, or is that? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. If I get what you were saying. able to, we we'll look for it too. But if you happen to know the specific chapter and verse for it, we'll look it up on stream because I I definitely want to like make sure we're putting everything together. And um, part of me really wants to go and get those Daniel passages before we get too far. Maybe once we get, I read the one Daniel passage of seven twenty four. I just want like more context for it. I think. So I think we need to do Daniel after revelation. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. And then we can cross reference back. That sounds good. Maybe, um, maybe we do a short stop in Matthew 24. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. You're right. Sorry, you guys. I feel like this particular night is just way more all over the place than any of our other Revelation streams, but this has always been the part of Revelation that made no sense to me at all. Well, this I think this is what we wanted to do all along was to like have the conversations live with each right. other and with the audience and be like, hey, we're figuring, you know, uh, this is this is like this is like Abby with her cork board back there, like putting the pins in and be like, oh, let's move the string here. So. Yeah. I tossed out like half my course for this week. You guys <laughs> saw that I'm like, I, and then I can't get away from it. Like I wanted, I was trying to take a break from like figuring out what the pantheons were and like backing up a little bit. And then it was just still in my face. But I think that what God was trying to tell me about it is that I was putting a lot of effort into trying to figure it out, which means what I was doing was putting a lot of effort into getting to know Satan in order to understand like which God was, which in the pantheons, which was the wrong approach. Mm -hmm. And I felt like God was just like, Abby, I'm going to show you what I want to show you when I want to show you. Right. So as soon as I backed up from it, a bunch of the pantheon stuff still was hitting me in the face. Cause it was like, this, these are the things that I wanted to show you this week. (laughs) So it was like exactly the same amount of stuff I would have discovered any other week. I just needed to recenter. I like it. Uh, blankets asked, did you guys hear the AI Drake song? You're the second or third person to ask me this and I keep afraid to look it up. So maybe at the end of this, we'll, we'll look it up. Um, is, my, is my sister on Odyssey? Yes. If you guys are not following quirks of creation, um, you know, I'm just gonna, we don't usually do ads in this, but I'll do it. I have it right here. The trailer. So, okay. um, quirks of creation is a, is a brand new show. There's three episodes. Abby was on the most recent one. Um, but if you guys want to know more about it, I'm just going to play the trailer really quick. They're on Rumble. They're on Odyssey. They're on YouTube, part of Hawkeye Media, so check it out. Fragments of biblical script and other writings were found recently in a cave by Israeli archaeologists. Scientists at CERN have announced the discovery with 99.999% Exist the so-called God particle. 
I love how excited, by the way, you guys should check that show out. It's really good. I love how excited the chat is of like putting out like, we should do Daniel. We should do Matthew. We yes. should do Ezekiel. It's yes, we're great. excited too. And like, we want to get to all of it. And we're trying to be like, <laughs> we're, we're just like, you were like, oh, let's like get to everything all at once. But I think this is going to be a long-term project for us. Yeah. We're going to be doing this uh, hopefully for a long time. We're continually trying to understand yeah. um, the end times, I think is a huge thing. Uh, what we feel called to, to be talking about and, and looking into. So yes, we will get to Ezekiel. We will get to Daniel. We will get to Matthew 24. We'll get to uh, parts in Isaiah. Uh, we'll probably at some point have guests on and have their opinions. Um, so yeah, it, it, you guys seem to really like this. We've loved doing this and feel called to do this. So, uh, I expect a lot more of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll <laughs> keep track of what you've brought up and try to put it in the right order. Right. But, and also just be praying that God will help us. <laughs> right. Right. order. Jess says, I feel like I feel that PJ everything now all at once. I want to know the whole Bible. everything all at once. That's honestly like it's been crazy because I, I grew up reading the Bible and I feel like I know it very well. And then in the last like six months, I feel like I haven't read it ever at all. And I know nothing. That's how I feel. But you know what? I'll tell you this. I haven't studied the Bible this hard since I was in college Holy crap. to yeah. study the Bible. <laughs> like that's what I went to college for and I have not studied the Bible this hard since then. <laughs> and, and it's like, I don't know. It's just weird. It's like, Hey, let's do a conspiracy podcast. And then it turns into like, wow, I'm really getting to know my Bible in a way I never thought I would before, which is just awesome. Yeah. And I, it, it's, there's things where it's not like they weren't there before, but I just didn't see them before mm -hmm. and I didn't put them together. And I, I it feels <laughs> so many people I've talked to have said the same thing as like, it feels like a veil is being lifted off some of these things where things have been hidden for a period of time and now they're being revealed. And that's, that's a biblical concept in and yes. of itself. And it's just what a time to be alive. Like as, as crazy as it is to be living in this time and as much as like, I think it'd be easy to complain about it a lot. I'm so grateful to be living in the time where I get to see the veil come back. Like that's, that's crazy. I love that. A hundred percent. And I, I think that that is something, you know, we've talked about where it's like, I've noticed this and I, I think you guys probably have noticed this as well, where it seems like a lot of people all at once are, are yeah. having that veil lifted yeah. and there's, there's some really great people out there. Uh, we're, I can't say I can't, I don't know if I can talk about it yet. Okay. <laughs> There's a podcast we're going on soon. Who's one of those yes. people that I'm very excited for, but right. I'll save that. Um, <laughs> we do have a confirmed date, but I'll, I'll save it anyway. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's other podcasts I like to listen to like blurry creatures and stuff like that, which I feel like they're another one of those people. And even this, the idea of like understanding Genesis six, that was not a thing that Christians understood for 2000 years until 1947 onward. It started to become revealed to people. So, um, I just, I find it all really fascinating. And I think that's why this is so important uh, of work to do. Cause it feels like, like you said, it's a biblical concept of God will keep these things hidden from you. they will be behind a veil. They'll be, you know, blurry and, and not understandable. And then people will start seeing, and it says that in the end days, people will prophesy. And I'm seeing a lot of people coming to the same conclusions yeah. at the same time in a way that feels important and powerful. Cause it mm -hmm. is, it's important. What's um, even crazier is that there's a lot of people who are coming to the same conclusions that we are. And then there's a lot of people who are coming to the same 
general ideas from the opposite angle. We're like, this is going to happen and it's bad. And they're like, this is going to happen and it's good. That Okay. I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going to do an episode about that because there's a specific thing that I've noticed where that is exactly what's happening is that it's not just the Christians who are being like the Bible's being unveiled to us and saying these things. It's the op- it's the opposite. It's the the atheist alien cult that's saying that, but they're they're the it's good people. Yep. And the it's Anunnaki so weird cuz like alien, yes, but it yep. was like this is why I felt God really moving in our podcast starting back when I did that Raelian episode as a joke because that mm-hmm. led us to so many of these ideas where it's like, oh, it's not just that we're seeing this and, and and this is signs of this. It's that the other side is seeing this and they're asking it to come in. They're asking mm-hmm. the demons to come in. They're asking the demons to be their gods and they're yeah. very serious about it. And the mainstream is behind it. Yeah. Uh, and and that's why it's like even a cult as weird as the Raelians, the mainstream's like, well, they are saying that the uh, demonic <laughs> greys are, are the good guys and that we should worship those instead of God. So I guess they're yeah. all right. Pretty crazy uh, stuff. Corey said Bible Mandela effects are a little trippy. I want to, I do want to address that. Was that was the other thing I want to say. Because yes, Mandela effects have happened, but not to the Bible. Every single instance that I've heard, that I've seen people talking about, it has, it has always been that way. I, it's one of those, like nothing actually changed in the Bible, but it's a combination, I think, of the veil coming off and then some false memories in the way that we were like taught something in Sunday school. This is the 2000 years of, we have these ideas about the Bible mm-hmm. that aren't in it. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and so we're, things are being revealed. Things are being exposed. And so <clears throat> like things like the lion laying down with the lamb. I think that that was like written into some. It was some, a hymn. Yeah. It was a hymn from the 1500s. Right. Yeah. It's like, this was never in the Bible. It's not a thing in the Bible that's changed. I saw another one on TikTok and I was like, no, this was always there. You just weren't paying attention. Right. Also, I see Frida brought up the next point I was going to say. She says, the whole claim is wild. I'm glad that Cam addressed it. Mm. We are going on Cam's show next Thursday to yeah, specifically to talk, talk about, about biblical Mandela effects. So if you guys are interested in that um, and want a, a more in-depth discussion on it, uh, next yeah. Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on The Mad Ones. Mm-hmm. So... We've got a mention- lot of great things coming up, guys. I, I'm so excited. Oh we'll get back to reading the Bible here in a second. I'm so excited because we have so many big guests and in, in, uh, interviews that we're going on and doing in the yeah. next two months that it's going to be a, it's a wild couple of months coming up. Very excited. And it's it's kind of crazy because it's not even like only half of them are people we reached out to. And the other half are like really big people who reached out to us to yeah, ask. That's the craziest part show. of it. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. So and yeah. not to brag. <clears throat> right. Thank you guys. Okay. Um, there's going to be basically what we're saying is there's going to be a lot of conspiracy pulled in the next two months. Yeah. A lot of interviews. A lot, lot of interviews. And craziness. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay, we have the, I'm going to go back to the second beast. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. So imitating what the witnesses had done prior And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. 
and it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand of the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. I want to say one more thing about this verse. I think a lot of people get stuck on this whole, this calls for wisdom, you have to calculate it thing as a, you have to be scared that you're not going to calculate it correctly and then you're going to accidentally get it, get it. And, and it's like, no, I think this is more like, this is fun fact for you. Like, see if you can figure it out. I think, I think this is important for, for another reason too, because there's a lot of people who are worried that they will be deceived. There's a lot of people who are like, well, like specifically with the COVID shot again, it was like, well, what if I got the COVID vaccine and I didn't know it was the mark of the beast? Am I damned to hell? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, that's retarded. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Hard R (laughs) R retarded guys. Um, It is just a worry that people had and people stoked that fear because they got clicks and likes and whatever. And I think that's uh, wrong. But um, I think this is one of those things where God's like, hey, by the way, don't worry. Here's a way to calculate it. So, you know, when that comes, you'll know. You'll know because it's right here. It's Gematria or whatever. There's an app for it on your phone if you mm. want. You, you'll be able to figure it out. Like the number will will match up. So yeah, here you go. Don't be deceived. Here's how you cannot be deceived. Right. It, it's like the it's like the most clear thing of like I'm not gonna tell you the name, but I'll tell you that it's you're gonna know it. Uh, you'll right. be able to figure it out. So and here's the thing. It doesn't even say. Like when it comes to the beast, the mark itself, it's not like be careful that you're not deceived. Be careful not to get the mark. Like it doesn't say that it it talks about people being deceived up previously, but it sounds like by the time we get to this point, everybody is locked in. Yeah, I think that I, yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Also, I want to read this little thing here about the second beast. It says, Second beast coming out of the earth. According to some, he symbolizes religious power in the service of secular authorities. Okay. Uh, according to others, he's the personal false prophet, AKA the antichrist, uh, two horns, like a lamb. He attempts to appear gentle and harmless. And he spoke like a dragon. Uh, and this is a reference to Matthew seven fifteen about the ravenous wolves who come in sheep's clothing. So I think that's pretty interesting. Some people think religious authority, this new one world religion type stuff. Um, or the antichrist, but I find that interesting. So it is kind of like, I thought like there's the beast system Mm -hmm. and then the beast itself, the person, uh, Mm -hmm. the false prophet. So, but the, the beast system is the one that had the mortal wound, not right. And that's, what's confusing to me. Right. So, and only one of the heads has the wound. And I think we've taken it too literally for too long that like, Mm -hmm. that like, the way it happens in the movie that he'll be shot in the head and be like, Oh, but I didn't die. Um, yeah. A mortal wound to a system could be a lot of things, you know? So that's interesting. Let's, let's move on to the beast out of the earth. If, if that's cool or no, sorry uh, to the lamb and the 144,000. So yeah. we're, we're on chapter 14 mm-hmm. and we're back to this idea of the 144,000, 12,000 from the 12 tribes. Okay. So, yeah, because they've already been, God's marked them. 
So right. they've been here this whole time. Um, then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, and was with him, and with him one hundred forty-four thousand who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of loud thunder. The voice I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps, and they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders. No one could learn that song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. It is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. That's fascinating, too. It is these who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits for God and the Lamb, and in their mouth no lie was found, for they are blameless. So, whatever's going on with the world is going to be so crazy that these 144,000 people are virgins? Question mark? Yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking. Um, for the living creature and before the elders, no one could learn the songs of 144,000 men redeemed from the earth. It is these who have not defiled themselves with, <clears throat> with women for they are virgins is these who follow the lamb wherever he goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits for God and the lamb. I want to understand the 144,000 more, but I think, yeah, <clears throat> it, again, it seems very obvious. Like this, this is why I don't understand the Jehovah's witnesses. You really have to pit, take one verse super out of context and then not any other reference to it. Right. Um, cause it, it, it seems like, because the, the hundred forty four thousand really, are male virgins, not <laughs> the. Are they male? Uh, yes, yeah, as they didn't defile themselves with women. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Yeah, you make <clears> good <throat> points. But my point is, like, the idea of Jehovah's Witnesses is like, well, you know, there's only one hundred forty four thousand of us who are going to make it to heaven, even if you're a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, yeah, that's weird. It doesn't make any sense. It's very yeah. clearly not what the Bible says. Yeah, the Bible says there, there is there, they're Jewish. They're specifically Jewish people from the 12 tribes of, of mm-hmm. Israel. Yeah. Of Israel. Yeah. yeah. With Dan being replaced by. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The branch okay. that was, was chopped off. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Another angel, a second followed saying, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She who made all nations drink the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. And another angel, a third followed, followed them saying with a loud voice if anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand he will also drink the wine of God's wrath poured full strength into the cup of his anger and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever and they have no rest day or night these worshipers of the beast and its image and whoever receives the mark of its name Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, 
that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow them. Do you want to, do you have any comments? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just taking it in. Um, I know. There's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I just, that part really stuck out to me. Fallen, fallen is Babylon, the great she who make, who made all nations drink the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> just looking at looking around, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think we've had this sexually depraved of a culture since freaking forever ago. I mean, really since like Roman times, it feels like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in that. Just thinking throughout history, but it just, like there, there's phases of like you know the the really really modest and the really kind of depraved, but like, man, I don't know. Just what's like allowed? Like the way I think, the way I see it is like you know you think back to when orgies were just like a public event, and like were we any different at this point in our life where it's like orgies are not just a public event; they're they're meant to be done in front of children. Like that's where we're at in the world today. It's yeah. just crazy to me. Yeah. Sorry, I should have had something more to say about like no, everything no, no. else, but that just sticks out to me as like yeah. signs of the end times type stuff where it's like, man, I don't know. I, I yeah. It's just craziness. Call for the endurance of the saints. I find that interesting. Um, there's so much in Revelation yeah. about like enduring And And I feel like the the takeaway from everybody is like, don't, don't prepare, Mm. you know, just have enough lamp oil to get to, to the rapture and don't be prepared. So I find that stuff kind of interesting. Like it it could definitely be talking about people who found Christ after the rapture and things like that. But I do, I do have, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's so confusing. I just want to, okay. I'm going to look at something really quick in Matthew 24. Because it doesn't say, it doesn't specifically say anything about the revelation, about, it doesn't say, then there's going to be a rapture in Revelation. There's a moment in Revelation where a whole bunch of people are just suddenly in heaven. But, um, In Matthew 24, it seems to describe the first four horsemen and then say, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. That kind of is describing that final horseman. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other, which seems to put it um, Salt Zillis says, remember the prostitutes and etc. at the World Economic Forum <clears throat> talking about the mm-hmm. sorry, looking that up. I think uh <laughs> What was my what was my headline that I did when we we had, we were doing a show about that and I introduced that thing going um, there's a story here about all these prostitutes at the World Economic Forum also hookers showed up 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. Something like that. Um. So, uh, really, while you're while you're thinking and trying to figure that out, I saw that um, the uh, Frida was talking about Jehovah's Witnesses. Was that? I don't want to ask too many personal questions, but was that what you were raised up in? Because, like, I think that'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on it sometime. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know, Frida's going to be doing a podcast soon, talking about faith and where people come from and their stories and stuff like that. So, uh, good way to hear more about that for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be too dogmatic, but it it does seem like there's Matthew 24 and Revelation 7 line up in that you have, during the seals, you have the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and then you have what's described in, in, in Matthew 24 as this calling all the elect up. And in the same moment in Revelation, you have a great multitude from every nation suddenly appearing in heaven. Right. It, it seems pretty clear that that that's what that is, that that's the rapture that's happening prior to any of the trumpets. Right. But then the 144,000 are still on earth. And it seems, it seems, and maybe this is kind of what we get wrong as Gentile Christians who think it's all about us. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. That that, it does seem to be, there's this whole narrative and revelation about the Jews coming back. And right. that is why there's the 24 elders. It's the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12. Right. Uh, the story was always about Israel. And then Romans 11 <clears throat> talks about how, you know, the Gentiles were brought in to make Israel jealous, but, but the end goal was always to get Israel back. And so what if really what's happening in revelation is that it's not about us at all. Every Gentile who came to Christ is, is taken up in that rapture. Right. And then, the whole point of that is not to save us from what's coming after, but to but bring to the kick Jews us out of the story. The because, yeah. And that's because, what I'm thinking here too, yeah. is like, I, I think you're right in the fact that like, because we've been, because the Gentiles have been Christians, the Christians have been Gentiles for most of the last 2000 years. The early church was all Jews, um, Jewish Christians. And then it became almost entirely Gentile Christians. Um, so I think we, want to tend to look at the story through that lens and, and miss like the importance of the 144,000, the importance of the two witnesses, the rebuilding of the temple, the, you know, abomination, abomination of desolation, all of these things, even, even the idea of an antichrist, which would be in a lot of ways, people look at this isn't like, well, the, the, the Jews who rejected Jesus were looking for this type of figure. What if that type of figure comes and deceives them uh, that he's the actual Christ spoken about in Isaiah and stuff like that. So, I think, yeah, I, I think that that's mm-hmm. probably that's still so in that view, though, in that view, I still you were saying that Matthew 24 lines up with Revelation here. I still feel like from what I'm seeing, I don't and correct me if I'm wrong. And this is kind of the point like that I've had against the the pre-trib thing a little bit is it still feels like some of these things are going to happen before that rapture. It doesn't seem like it's the way that it's depicted where it's like, it's a normal sunny day. The world is in a fine place. The rapture happens. Then everything else happens. It feels like you said the the four horsemen and things like that are coming first. And then mm-hmm. it talks about, yeah. Like so we're going to have know. to live through that. Through at least the beginning of it. I mean, you know, again, I think this is why it's important to like notice the signs and why it says that you'll see the signs, because I think that we're going to see part of this at very least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Um, they, uh, Frida says she spent 15 years as Jehovah's Witness and even wrote okay. for the Awake magazine once. Wow. I'm so excited for your podcast and hear your story because yeah. like we've talked some uh, over the phone and stuff like that. She's got a really interesting story that I want to hear more about. So, yeah. Um, where are we at? Did we finish? 14? We're on verse 14. Could you take over for a minute? Yes. and Read the harvest of the earth to the end of the. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Revelation 14 verse 14, the harvest of the earth says, then I looked and behold a white cloud and seated on the cloud like a son of man with the golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple calling with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, put, excuse me, put in your sickle and reap for the hour to reap has come. The harvest of the earth is fully ripe. So he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle across the earth and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven and he too had a sharp sickle and another angel came out uh, from the altar. The angel who had authority over the fire or sorry. And another angel came out from the altar. The angel who had authority over the fire and he called with a loud voice to the one who had the sharp sickle put in your sickle and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth for its grapes are ripe. So the angel swung his sickle across the earth and gathered the grape harvest of the earth and threw it into the great wine press of the wrath of God. And the wine press was trodden outside of the city and blood flowed from the wine press as high as a horse's bridle for 1600 stadia. This is the Valley of Armageddon, right? I or think so. This is um, Megiddo. I think. Let me just. Megiddo. <clears throat> I'm going to send a picture that we can show. Uh, are you good? Yep. I could be wrong. No, I'm not going to show it because I'm not actually sure if I'm right about Megiddo. There's there's places that are classically part of this, but it's not actually written. It's so weird. The things that people are the most dogmatic about Revelation aren't written in Revelation. And it's like, it's not that it's not true, but it's weird that the things that are the most clearly taught are, are the, are the least parts clearly that there. People talk about the least. It's right. always, it's always the few things that are kind of referenced and vague. Like, sorry to say, even the rapture is like really vague. It's really vague. talked about. Yeah. Um, not to say it's not there. It is there. It's there in Matthew 24. It's there in revelation. But my point mm-hmm. is it's the p- thing that people are the most dogmatic about. And it's also mm-hmm. not the focus of the story. It's not at all. It's almost like it's not about us at all. It's like, Oh yeah, those people were <clears> taken <throat> out of the storyline, but like, it's about, <laughs> it's about Israel always. Had. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I think that that's exactly what, why it's been gotten wrong for so long. And, Maybe it's part of like the great replacement theology thinking and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's exactly, I think you're exactly right though. I think that that is, and I, I, I've, I have friends who um, have, have told me this for a long time. They're like the, the whole thing that people get wrong is they're looking at Babel. Babylon is America and they're looking at everything mm-hmm. in this being about the Gentiles. And it's not, it's not. Um, and I actually have Babel a friend ba- who Babylon writes is Babylon. I'm just going to preview this because uh, he sent me books today 
and yeah. we're going to have a really great guest on. I can, I can tell you guys about this. Yeah. Uh, my friend Alan Aguirre is going to be on our show on May 17th. And he sent me some great books like, uh, let me show you guys. Uh, like this thing is spiritual and some other things that we're going to check out. And he's got a story that I, it's so wild that you, it's a true story that happened to people that we both know. And it's mm-hmm. so wild that it's stuck in my head for the last 12 years. And I haven't talked to Alan in a long time. I messaged him. I was like, dude, this story stuck in my head. I got to hear, hear about it. He's coming on to talk about it. He also works on a lot of end time stuff. He writes books and he's the person who told me a long time ago. He's like, that is the thing that everybody gets wrong about revelation. And I'd love to have him on to talk about that specifically. Cause we are going to get into revelation stuff when he comes on, we're going to get into yeah. uh, this really crazy story um, of like possible time travel and things like that uh, for real, for real. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a really, it's an episode I'm looking forward to a lot, but like, I want to hear his take on things like that because I feel like he's got, it, it's something he told me a long time ago and I was still younger and thinking like things are going to mm-hmm. be exactly like the, the, the books and the movies that I've read and grew up with where he's like, that's, that's what people get wrong. It's not about America. It's not about the Gentiles. This is about mm-hmm. Israel. It's about the Jews when you look at revelation in that context, it makes a lot more sense. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like the story is not It's almost like we're all narcissists. Yeah. It's almost like, (laughs) this is a story. It's not about you, bro. (laughs) So the harvest of the earth and the blood up to the horse's bridle, like this is going to be, a lot. <laughs> and then chapter 15. Do we want to read chapter 15? What, where are we at? Yeah, we, we were going to try to finish four chapters at a time. So okay. 15 would be the last one that we do tonight. Okay. It's, it's pretty short. Cool. Cool. Then I saw another sign in heaven. Great and amazing. Seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last for with them when the wrath of God is finished. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire. <sighs> Nuclear bombs. Mm-hmm. Sorry. This, I just, when you hear about nukes going off, it's fire and everything's turned to glass. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And I, and I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire and also those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name. Standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God and the song of the lamb saying great and amazing are your deeds. O Lord God, the almighty just and true are your ways. O King of the nations who will not fear. O Lord and glorify your name for you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this, I looked. I I think that, that last line for your righteous acts have been revealed. I think that there are things that God has done that he hasn't told us about and that we don't get yet. This goes back to what I was saying earlier, like so much is being revealed, but there's so much more that is yet to be revealed. I think that there are things that we know, but we don't know yet. Right. After this, I looked in the sanctuary of the tent of witness in heaven was opened and out of the sanctuary came the seven angels with the seven plagues clothed in pure bright linen with golden sashes around their chests. And the one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels, seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the sanctuary was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one could enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. 
I need to read the next. It's too much of a cliffhanger. It is a good cliffhanger, though. It's <laughs> ah! <laughs> up so to you. I think it's a good cliffhanger. I think we should come okay. back next time with the Bulls of Wrath. I think we got a lot of stuff to think about. Okay. And um, I'd like to take a few minutes to uh, kind of go back over anything that we were thinking that we want to continue to think and pray and study and kind of read yeah. some chats from people. Um, this is why you got to come and watch all of them because there's, there's, you know, big cliffhanger. We're going to talk about the seven bowls of wrath, seven bowls of God's wrath next week. Are we doing this next week? Have we decided that. I thought you said you were busy next week. No, no, I'm good. Let's do it. I think we should do it. So okay. yeah, this time I won't make you guys wait super long for the cliffhanger. We'll just be back next Monday. Okay. So how's that sound? Um, yeah, next, next Monday works for me. So next Monday at seven. Um, let me see. I want to read through some of your chats. Uh, Jess says 144,000 of the first fruits indicating the beginning of the harvest. Now we see the full harvest. Ah, I love it. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Well done. That's yeah. Uh, the notion of one person who is the Antichrist was originally popularized by the Catholic Church because people were calling them the Antichrist. I had, there's a lot of we have to get into this at some point because there there's a so lot much. of revelation that's mm-hmm. been filtered through the Catholic Church trying to prove that they're not the city on seven hills with the purple and the crimson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> that's Wait, where uh, where is that? Where is that revelation? Good question. I know it's in there and I'm trying to remember where it's at. Um, I don't think we've gotten to it yet. Okay. I just want to look. It's chapter 17. Okay. Okay. We haven't got there yet. I think we, I think that's another like flashback, but I could be wrong. It could be. But my point is it's really hard to deny that the Vatican is on a city of seven hills (laughs) and that the Cardinals wear red and the, Bishops wear purple. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, they want us to st- wait. Uh, Bobby not They want to starve us. So people will volunteer for service in World War three. Wouldn't surprise. There's a lot of reasons they want to starve us. I mean, how easy, how easy it is. How easy is it to control people when they're starved? How easy is it to get them to take a mark on their hand? If you, they're already starving uh, and you've poisoned their land so they can't plant in uh, their own garden. Uh, I don't know. It's craziness. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading through some of the notes. Anybody remember the band Seven Angels, Seven Plagues? No, but now I kind of want to look into it. Sounds like a sounds like a Christian metal band from back in the day. <laughs> it's n- n- nukes have felt like Chekhov's gun. I keep bringing up Chekhov's yep. gun, but they felt like that for a while. But at the same time, I think maybe that card has already been played. My sister was reminding me, she's like, the only way, um, the only possible way you could fix the world after a nuclear holocaust is to flood it. (laughs) 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 So what you're saying is the times of Noah, it was nukes. (laughs) Well, it says the inclination of their hearts was only evil continually. Yeah. And then it and it doesn't say God like it's a God sent rain, but it said the fountains of the great deep burst open 
mm-hmm. like something something happened. <laughs> it's interesting because I was listening to a podcast earlier about how in the next few months there's a group of people who are going to release a open source document where they've figured out a lot of the technology of the of the ancient past. Um, things like how the pyramids were built and things like that. Laser cutting torches from like <laughs> way back. In the, so like now I'm curious. I'm like, what is it impossible to think that there was some other way of splitting an atom that they had like technology for <laughs> way back in the day? Who knows? Um, it is funny too because there was a book I read. Or did you read the Aragon series? Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when he goes back to the dragon's hold, the ancient one, like that took him forever to get to, mm-hmm. um, that he describes that it's, he, he, it's no word for nukes, but he's like, yeah, someone did a spell that like split atoms essentially and the yeah. air is unbreathable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was interesting. Like the idea of it, of like ancient technology nukes is not that far out there when you think like if there was a way to, if there was another way to split an atom, some like weird esoteric old like magic way that the demons gave people the ability to. I mean, so much of what they're trying to do with alchemy (laughs) is messing around with atoms. So, okay. (laughs) Saltzilla says iron, iron meteorites hit like thousands of nukes. I've never read about that, but it could be another way to interpret it. I just think, I don't know. I think, I think you're right about nukes being Chekhov's gun though. Like I just, I could see that being used and I just, I wonder about how much of things in revelation are, um, I think there's times where God allows us to do things uh, mm. to do awful things. And it's like when, when I read about the blotting out of the sun, I'm like, do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. I, I don't want to take away yeah. from like God's pouring out of his wrath either and be like, there has to be a scientific rational explanation for these I things. I think two things can be true. Cause he says, yeah. and I gave them over to their desires. Right. See, like, that's what it is. That's why it sticks out yeah. to me like that. Yeah. Like I just, I stopped holding them back. And I, I let, let them, them nuke each other into oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> I let them put aerosol spray in the sky that blotted out the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Cause yeah. a lot of it's passive voice and the sun was blotted out and see this- that's the thing. And I don't remember cause we, when we were reading it, I said that at the time I'm like, it reads as if God is saying, I let them do this to themselves. Right. I, I, you know, I opened up the seal and let them, you know, destroy themselves. Yeah. Cause the seals like a break on it. Like it's yeah. keeping it from happening, keeping it back. Yeah. Where it's different than a bowl that he pours out. That's why the right. seals one is interesting to me. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a thought. Uh, many people think the seven hills refers to Rome as in the empire that forms the government of every modern government based in its governmental system, based its governmental system on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The seven hills reference to Rome is where the Vatican's at. That's why a lot of people think that those references are to, to the Vatican itself. Um, I think he's saying that all modern governments the, are built yeah. on the ideas of Rome, but that's not true for the East. It's true for the West. Right. But there's a good half of the world that that's not true for. Right. So, and that's another thing, like talking about like trying to understand the context of the Bible. Like we look at it in a very, very Westernized way. Uh, and I think that that, I think that's a lot of times where like some of the, confusion comes from and the misinterpretations come from is we have a very Greek way of understanding. And of course, you know, the new Testament was written in Greek. They were living in a a Hellenized period and area. But I also think that it's a misunderstanding to read uh, all of the Bible in a very Westernized way, especially the old Testament, which is not the same at all. Um, 
in this context, <clears throat> and you said it before too. It's like it, Israel is not Western, but it's not Eastern. It's like in between in it, in in the way that it thinks about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know if I have a lot to say. It's just there's a lot to think it's about. Been a weird night. Yeah, this is the one I'm like the least sure about of anything we've talked about. I feel like it's been weird too because I feel like as we get further into it, more of my earlier assumptions are being questioned and like corrected even, mm-hmm. and that's good. Cause I think that was yeah. the point. I think the point is to be like, we're coming in with certain assumptions. We're trying to get a, do away with them. We're trying to read it in this context and hopefully through reading this and then continuing is we read things like Daniel and Ezekiel and, and Matthew and things that whatever preconceived notions we came in with will be fixed and corrected and brought into alignment with what, you know, like God is, is really trying to say. So yeah, I don't know confusion and it's confusion. like <laughs> on, in some ways it feels good because like new things are being revealed and the more we like i get my head around truth the more comfortable i feel with how the world is right now the more like happy i am and excited to see what god's gonna do um even if it's uncomfortable and inconvenient for me um because in a lot of ways it's like <clears throat> i i can't have any of the like american dream maybe that like we like if the world's going to come apart like this, n- right. none of the prior assumptions are in play, but I, I think I can just get excited about that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, having it like the uncertainty of not knowing of reading the Bible and being like, I have no idea what this means is really uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that's why people avoid it though. And I think that's kind of the point of what we're trying to do with our show overall, like in this, as well as just our regular show and the unhinged stuff is like, there's a lot of things that are uncomfortable and we have to ask the questions and try to find uh, the good, the, the good, the true and the beautiful and all of it. So um, really quick blankets wants to know if we can preview our Wednesday episode. That's Abby's department. We she still hasn't given okay. me a title to make the thumbnail, which if you could do, by the I, way, I could, I can do that. Right. Hang on one second. Let me pull up my notes. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to, I want to start advertising that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's about, but so I don't much. know how to like it's Abby's thing. The title is The Tree of Life and Psychedelics. Subtitle The Twilight Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if that's not if that doesn't make you want to show up on Wednesday, I don't know what will cuz now <laughs> <laughs> It's an interesting one. Yeah. So <laughs> of life and psychedelics and psychedelics which the more i looked into it like i thought i was making up that connection and then no 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 a lot of people have made that connection yeah yeah so <clears throat> yeah anyway wednesday night seven o'clock we're gonna be talking about the bible and drugs <laughs> and teeny uh teeny romance novels so yeah. if you thought if you if you're sitting there thinking to yourself there's no way that someone could coherently put together a two hour long show about the Bible, hard drugs and teenage <laughs> romance novels. Abby's going to prove you wrong. And I I'm excited. I I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this and see that happen. So that's, that's the real breaking of glass ceilings, you know? Yeah. 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 
Anyway, who wants to tell PJ he has he has to watch Twilight before Wednesday? <laughs> I've seen Twilight. Oh, the first one. Okay, and then like one of the other ones. <laughs> and then like the rest. Okay, of them. true story. Here's here's Five my times. history of Twilight. Okay, I was dating a girl in high school who was obsessed with the books, and I took her to see the movie. So uh-huh. I've seen the first one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then last year, my wife was like, I really want to watch this one Twilight movie for some reason. And I'm like, you don't even like Twilight. She's like, I know. So she picked like the third or fourth one and I watched it with her. And it was like Bella being pregnant with a vampire oh, breaking dawn. demon. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> which probably relates to what you're going to be talking about tomorrow. So I've probably seen the important ones. Okay. Sure. So, <laughs> sure, PJ. Are you saying I have to watch the whole series? Uh, <clears throat> Twilight is a Mormon metaphor. Yeah, we're going to be talking about all of it on, on Wednesday. Ties this is right. my favorite comment ever. I believe in Abby as much as I don't believe in Ohio. That's hardcore. <laughs> That's hardcore. You guys are awesome. You guys yeah. are awesome. Yeah, you're the best. All right. Any final thoughts before we take off for the night? God bless everybody. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thank you for being here for this confusing meandering yeah absolutely uh, insane discussion stream. <laughs> insane stream and then if you want more confusing meandering insaneness tree of life bible <laughs> twilight that's all I have to or tree of life hardcore drugs twilight if that's yeah. not an episode of conspiracy pulled I don't know what it is we'll see you guys Wednesday night God bless everyone. <laughs> <laughs>